If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two on the block. I'm Austin Norman. I'm in the studio. Strick and DP holding the fort down out at uh, Buffalo Wings and Rings. My old Buffalo Wings and Rings down at 40th and Old Cheney. Wifey and I used to live down there. Uh, don't get down there nearly as much since we moved uh, to the north side of town. Well, that's all right. I always appreciate the good people. And, uh, Thanks to Buffalo Wings and Rings for providing me lunch. Uh, a guardian angel brought some back for me. I had the uh, the lemon pepper wings and a side of fries. Uh, that's my go-to, delicious as always. So even though I'm not out there, I'm uh, still blessed enough to have been participating in the Customer Appreciation Day. If you want your wings, they're 59 cents all day long on Customer Appreciation Day. $5 pitchers of beer. Eric Strickland, Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet. Tell them about our sponsor, and let's talk some NBA. Yeah, the sponsor of our show is Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. You can catch them on 27th and Pine Lake. DP and I like to frequent there. Charles is a great uh, supporter of not only the show, but of the station as a whole. We've been many in situations where he's brought food to us, and I've left home sleepy. I'm left for home. Itis. Sleepy with the itis. Yeah, the itis. The itis. But right now we're in Buffalo Wings and Rings. The food is good. The drinks is good. The beer is good. Uh, everything is good. Somebody, text, somebody texted and said, well, you gave all the, the, the drinks with, with booze in it. But right. they, they have non-alcoholic yeah, refreshers. Refreshers, right? I've got one, a the refresher. Blue no, raspberry no. lemonade, <laughs> cherry lemonade. Uh, you've got the, you know, all, Mellow, the, tea, all, the, all the tea, tea. Can, coconut cooler. Blueberry lemonade, pop rockin' and lockin' lemonade. Yeah, all of us. So they got something for you. All of us available. Something for everybody. Yes, DP, as we get into the second hour here of On the Block. um, Wasn't here yesterday. Would have talked about it yesterday, but I know you've delved into it. But I want to just dig a little bit deeper, get into the trenches of, of what we saw in this last game. What was the problem of it? Is there something that needs to be changed because of it? 
Who's going to make the better adjustments? I want to dig into the trenches of it. I don't want to just look at the box scores and the simple, the simple math of everything with regards to this finals. We know what the score was. The Miami Heat come out on top, 111 to 105 in Denver on the road in the mile high. But there's something that we can say about it. They looked like they had more energy. They looked like they were a little bit more scrappy. Um, that comes with being in altitude in time for a period of time, making the adjustments, body becoming acclimated. So they looked like they were acclimated to the, to the atmosphere, and they looked like they were a lot better than Denver as far as execution, as far as handling what needed to be handled as a team, the adjustments they made. See, this is the thing about being Spolstra. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get them to not fall flat on their face because he's going to make great adjustments. He made those adjustments. They come out on top. One of the better teams, even when they're down in the fourth quarter compared to most teams in the NBA, they're that team that are capable of doing it. They actually got it done. What is your thoughts about the adjustments that were made and what can Miami do to go back and still one in uh, – not Miami. What can Denver do to go back and still one in Miami? First of all, shout out to, 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 to the legend, Pat Riley. Yeah. That having been in this situation more than any human on the planet, being in NBA Finals is territory he's more familiar with than anybody else. And that range downhill. Uh, Spolstra is, is an open book, but he's also a sponge. Mm-hmm. And I can hear Pat Riley – whispering change something so if what you do doesn't work change something Mm -hmm. now the idea that you know what the right thing is is okay are you being killed by Jokic are you being killed by what he does Mm -hmm. the better the best player on the floor is, is is Jokic yeah but what I cannot allow in game two is for him to make his players around him, players two and three better. Mm -hmm. So if I take away something that Joker wants to do, then I force other people to adapt because all the things that we ran in high repetition in practice aren't available. Read one isn't available. Read two isn't available. Oh, they were helping off of, off of, uh, off of the, the, the elbow. Now they're giving the elbow and forcing him off the box, mm-hmm. right? They're forcing him in a triangle from the from – the, he's apexing the free throw line, turns faces. They're straight lining to the lower box on either side and saying, I will allow you that space. I won't allow you to the front of the rim. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay – I'm not going to chase help when he gets to the lower box and wants to jump, stop, plant, look for the easy kick out from the help defender because the help defender has apexed between Joker and the shooter. Yeah. A subtle change in how you relocate defensively, how you help. And I hear Pat Riley saying, we don't have to change everything. We have to take away something. What they took away was that easy access pass from Joker to shooters. Like it was a simple thing. And then defensively, I'm going to attack Joker. I'm actually going to attack him. And if think of that sequence where there was a three-possession sequence by the Miami Heat where Joker got called for fouls and spent the next 30 seconds complaining about the, about the officiating and, and the calls. They won. Mm-hmm. They won. It was on that ex- exceptional run by the Heat. You got their best player uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Like he was having offensive success. He was putting the ball in the hoop. 
but that's he not the was, way they really wanted to do that's, it. You, you want, yeah, look, that's not what they really want to do. NBA Finals is a team game. We know that now, mm-hmm. right? We knew it with LeBron. We knew it with the Lakers. We knew it with – we know now. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take away and make players two and three have to work a little bit harder on their next level thing. And that shot that he wants to take, that Gordon wants to take from the wing, I'm going to take that away and make him put it on the ground. One of the things that they did is you can tell that there was a little bit of, like, not frustration, but there's a little bit of hesitancy with regards to uh, Jamal Murray with having um, Caleb Martin on him. The length, the good footwork, he just didn't, wasn't able to get comfortable, get into his spot, his handle. He just There was a lot of just not seeming sure. There was a spell, a period, where mm-hmm. he kind of got a little bit of hot, got him back into the game, but then after that, when it mattered, he kind of disappeared. They just basically seemed to me as that they said, Joker, we're not giving you any passing lanes, angles, or things that you do and love to do and want to do, and we're just going to let you, if you happen to go make shots, then that's what you're going to do tonight, and I don't think you will be as good doing that or beating us doing that than if you were getting everybody involved. It, it really was watching a matter of two steps, apexing, Joker and the shooter on the wing, mm-hmm. apex in the corner. Instead of him chasing straight to the shooter to close out, no. He's, he simply sat mid-range between Joker and the next option. Mm-hmm. Whatever help guy was, so you had to pass over him, which allowed you time to close out, or you had to pass around mm-hmm. him, which moved him off the spot that he wanted to shoot Deal. from. Mm-hmm. And Denver is really good yeah. at getting their shooters to their spot, the spot that they have the most success in. And what Miami did was, listen, through length and, and angle, they took away spacing. They took away Denver's spacing. And that's what changed the game. That was the run was, oh, you showed me in the first quarter where you want your shooters to be, where they want the ball, what the pacing is. And once you showed, now it's my job to take it away. That's what the Heat did better in game, game two than they did in game one. And listen – Having spent time in Salt Lake City and watched teams come in and face the Jazz at the the old Delta Center and now the Vivint Smart Arena, the thing that we knew was those legs. Those legs, man, it takes a day mm-hmm. to get used mm-hmm. to that, that, that climate, to get to the elevation. And then it takes a day also for the time. East Coast, Miami yeah. versus going to going to the Rocky Mountains, the elevation and the time difference. Of course it showed up in game one. Yeah. The series begins in game four. Right. Game three only sets the table for game four and what's there. You have to play your hand. Does Miami adapt to their adaptions, right? Do you change the way you defend players two and three? Or do you put that burden on players two and three? You know what? Y'all don't want to be player one. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't want to have to score 25 points a game. We're going to make you score 16 because we're not giving it to you. Yeah. And that's what you'll see. And then for Denver, they've now got to adjust two hours ahead of time. Now you've got to resist the urge of going out on South Beach. you got to – and that is a, hey, a real that thing. is a real, real. There's a real thing. Right? That. And you gave the extra day. Yeah. So you're in Miami South Beach strict. Please tell me. I've been Please there. tell me about the night, that in-between night, the <laughs> night you, the day you arrive and the night where you do not have a game and you think you have 24 hours to recuperate in South Beach. Please tell me. Um, <laughs> um, 
I told you the one, the story about where Hallie, but they weren't very good. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, but but listen, Miami <laughs> wasn't the Miami they are now. Let's, so let's be real. Uh, we were one of the better teams in the conference at that time, right. and and yeah, uh, we arrived on site, got straight in limos, and went straight out until five six in the morning and played that night. We won, but at the same time. This is playoff. This is a lot of money. It's Just, different now. I wish you it's guys understood and knew what type of money was on the like, – like, it's different from just winning a playoff game to winning a conference championship to winning a fight. That, the money that you get just from winning that, mm-hmm. uh, you could buy a house with. Like, you literally could pay cash, go out and get a condo, and it could be in the Bahamas somewhere. Like, that's, that's how – so it's like it's no play play. Like this is like serious thing where these guys that especially when you're talking about Miami, Miami guys are serious. Most of those guys aren't on big contracts. They're most of their team are just solid, you know, role guys. Caleb and them are making, you know, six, seven million dollars. You know, they're not making big money. So so as you spoke to the to the NBA finals playoff money. Yeah. Now, there is a player's pool. Based on revenue, TV revenue, advertising revenue, last year's number was twenty-seven and a half million dollars that would be shared amongst the players. Yeah, and and you do it based on the number of games played, number of games won. Yes, right. And of course, if you're playing seven more games than everybody else, you're getting a lion's share. You're getting you're getting the full share. Mm-hmm. Uh, that number is going to be bananas. Twenty-seven million. Uh, and it's it's gone up. So it says that the winners were pulled at two point six million, with each player on the fifteen man roster walking away with a hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars each. That ain't even counting per diem. Per right. diem's the sick. Per so diem's by oh, the time diem. you get to that, you, you yeah. Per diem and 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 the NBA per diem is what two two forty now yeah. two forty a day cash for the duration of playoffs. So from a month ago. Yes. To a, to two weeks from now, that money shows up in an envelope at the hotel. <laughs> the minute you walk in, <laughs> you and check up. in, right? Yeah. And so, NBA Finals day one. So once they clinch, so once Denver clinches, they are under per diem because they're st- still working, mm-hmm. and they receive that amount of money all the way through the day after NBA Finals. Yes. That this year is 18 days. So an additional $240 for 18 days, cash in hand. Uh, it gets reported, but usually, Strick, let me ask you a question off the record, but on the record. I'll ask you to speak for other players, not for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> not for yourself. Let's say you get two. It's a ten day trip. You get two hundred twenty four hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Where does that money go for other players? <laughs> other players, Strick, not Eric Strickland. Uh, Where does that money go for other NBA players? Um, <laughs> I, I'll give it's 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 a multifaceted answer. Yes. Yes. Um, sometimes the money would end up on the Boo Ray table. And uh, a lot of you Fair. may not know what Boo-Ray is. Fair. Boo-Ray is a game where there's uh, a lot of uh, exchanging of uh, – Talking of ancestry. Value. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, food habits. Oh, gosh. Uh, clothing. 
yeah, apparel. Or, or there are there there are teammates that literally DP every check that they get per diem they stack like they put it in yep. a in a in a, in a in oh there's a big envelope safe, there's a big envelope and they leave it and they leave and they don't touch it all year and they use it to either go do something buy something go on a trip let, let me say let me say this that when I was in Utah there was a player who I worked I ran their camps their basketball camps for them uh-huh. and then I helped them with their charity and he asked how can I pay you like what what's this cost and I said Look, man, you decide. Like, I'm not going to negotiate my value with you. You tell me what you need for me done, and then you tell me what it's worth. And he took his per diems. And every day for 81 games and 190 days, mm-hmm. he put that money into a, into a, into a envelope. Yeah. That's how long it is. Sometimes that money goes to family. Yeah. Sometimes that money goes to other family. Uh, sometimes it goes to John Morant. <laughs> sometimes it goes to legal fees. Sometimes, and then sometimes if you know, you know what I mean. And then sometimes it ends up at the local folk dancing. There you go. Uh, location, local folk Lord dancers. Do, Lord yeah, yeah, Lord where they're just helping, yeah. helping education. Y- young dancers further their education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that, that is that is a real thing, DP. And yeah. So so when they get there, all of those things come into factor. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing I say about Denver. Denver to me, DP, is a little bit more about business mentality. So I would be worried about other teams, maybe a little bit different than I would probably would about the Denver Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. They seem to have a collective. Uh, idea about going in and getting business done. So, right. we're, we're, I mean, whether that happens, we'll see. They say so. I just they say that the current per diem is 150. Okay, for road games. So there's that. But yeah, that number is that number. Um, I think the two teams are actually more identical than we've given credit. In that cerebral coaches who are making moves for the simplicity of the game. Denver plays from here are the rules of engagement, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. If this, then this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with offensively, you know, the, the read and reaction principles of five spacing is offense, offense is space. And then they attack through their best facilitator, who is also their best finisher. Just fortunately, that's how that works. Doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody can run what Denver runs and gets the results they do. Is there a guy like him? I mean, there's not. Could you even put Giannis in that category? Yes. Yeah, Giannis is the, is, 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 yes, is the because, closest thing to well, it. Well, because Giannis, Giannis extends. Joker is to the front of the rim. Mm-hmm. Giannis is putting you through the rim. Mm. Like Giannis, if you give him space from, from free throw line, catch, turn, one dribble, one step, he's going he's gonna to hammer you. And puts you through the, through through the rim. Mm-hmm. Joker is more likely to finger roll to the front of the rim. Think George Gervin, except for he's seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. Gervin wasn't necessarily there to punish you; he was there to finesse you to embarrassment. Okay, that's Joker. Giannis is Jordan. Mm-hmm. That if think about this offense with Jordan sitting at the free throw line with a one off and a triangle to work from to pass, kick, 
and to finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Jordan's going to finish through the rim. Giannis finishes through the rim. Joker goes to the rim and off the glass. There are other players you could do that with, uh, and they're growing. Gasol could be one. Uh, but who's the big kid in Portland? Also could, could finish in that space. Um, Nurkic, is it Nurkic? Yeah. You, there are certain players, and this is not new to, to NBA, because you can go back to Willis Reed. You can go back to, yeah. to, to, to Jerry Lucas. You can go back to Dave Cowens. You can go back to Wes Unsell, people who caught free throw line, f- turn, face, punish you for, like, how dare you come in my space because I'm going to go by you. How dare you defend off of me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop you. I'm going to pop you with the free throw jumper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can get to the elbow one step either way. Bang, knock down that jumper. Or I'm going to drive, make you give them help, and then and I'm going to pay off. Play. I'm going to pay off Strick in the corner and yeah. let him bust you up. Quick, quick, quick. Next two uh, answers mm-hmm. are going to be who's the closest person in your history of watching the league? Okay has a similar touch because he's got one of the softest touches touches around the rim that I've finesse. seen in a while. Finesse. Who who who, who would you uh, say that fits in that bubble? Jokers, oddly enough, it's what I said. It's George Gervin. Gervin? I, I don't remember. Gervin. I mean, Gervin was six seven, six seven and a half. Six eight, eight right? Yeah, right. And, and Gervin in in that circle that exists now under the, the original basket, Slim Reaper. Right? That in that space, that circle under the under the rim. Gervin was as good around that space as anybody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The other, actually, it may surprise people, but it's Dr. J. Mm-hmm. That, that J finger-tipped, finger-rolled, running one-hander, if you want to go small, Tiny Archibald. Tiny Archibald murdered people in that mid-range, mid-range game that they no longer want from folks. Another guy that people don't talk about, Bobby Dandridge. They used to call him Greyhound. Bobby Dandridge in that space, mm-hmm. circle mid lane, mid range, either side of the lane. Yeah, he would. He they would bust you up. Joker has expanded the game in that space. The bigs don't do that anymore. They will go back to it because the game's cyclical. But there are people in the past. Dave Collins is probably still the guy that shoots the long range as well. That's why I was going next. Yeah, Dave Collins. Dave Dave Collins. Dave Collins. Dave Collins. Dirk. Uh, Dirk and the, and, the, and the step back nasty, yeah. That, <laughs> but Dirk wasn't as good around the rim mm-hmm. as Joker is. Dirk mm-hmm. from across uh, the the elbow free throw shoot, yeah. Dirk was touch touch touch. Like I'm just going to eat you up. Uh, Pal Gasol maybe mm-hmm. uh, in that conversation of guys around the triangle who 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 made offensive buckets in that space. But yeah, those are the guys that immediately come to mind. Wow, great stuff, DP. Uh, one one last thing. Let's see here. Let's see if I can uh, figure this out. Now, here's one of the things that I would say was a big difference um, in both games. Okay. And if this continues, it's going to be tough. One, you're seeing um, huge step-ups from guys that have been out of the lineup for a while. You're looking at your Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. And Gabe Vincent's about to get a bag. So let's, let's, just, yep. let's just take that off, off the top. Yep. But I am impressed – because Bam Adebayo came, went, disappeared, and then re-showed himself in the finals. Because he's, I think he's the, the linchpin because of his ability to be on the attack, get to that spot. It's like, it's like they told him, you handle the ball coming up the court. You're going to have the freedom to get into your one-two bag. Yep. 
and make whatever pull-up, shot, floater that you can make from right here. It's like they practiced it mm-hmm. like after the, the conference finals because he's hitting everything from a 1-2 to the free throw pull, 1-2 spin to the pull. He's not getting that same link that Boston was giving to him right. and not being able to get to that spot. Like, he, like he's doing right now against Denver. I literally had this conversation. I had it with Austin. I had it with, uh, with, with Harrison. We were talking about it. Uh, and with Jay. That Bam Adebayo matches up with Dirk and creates problems, frustrations for Dirk. Dirk, I mean, uh, for Joker. Joker's going to get his offensively. But what Bam does is that he forces Joker to expend energy on defense that he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Like that, that time, we did tell you, uh, rest on defense. <laughs> Right, that's what he would like to do. He can't do that against Bam, and Bam's ability. When they met earlier in the season, uh, Bam put up those sort of numbers against against Joker, which let let me know that from a matchup standpoint, Bam is going to be a problem in the series. I expect nothing less. He had a bad night of the final night against Boston, yeah. where he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't hit the the, the water from from the pier, but. I knew in a matchup standpoint with Joker. I'm going to steal that one. Right, right, that he couldn't knew. He hit the water from the pier. He couldn't hit the water from the pier. That you knew that he was going to rebound and that he had some advantage against uh, out of familiarity with, with Joker. Good stuff, DP. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now and get into uh, the next segment after this. Where we'll talk a little bit about is you know the gambling situation that's going on in sports right now. We'll take a quick break. 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. We are on the block. We'll be right back. Austin, take it away. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.